0: Fucking man. Let's bow our heads. Dear gracious heavenly father, God, we thank you for this beautiful opportunity to share your word with your precious sheep, God. We thank you that revelation knowledge will flow freely, unhindered, uninterrupted, and unchecked by any satanic or demonic forces. God, we thank you that your presence will move up and down every aisle and in and out every row that you would touch from the pulpit to the parking lot, God, and no one's coming will be in vain, that you would hide me beneath the cross, that you would think through my mind and speak through my mouth, illuminate the ears of your hearers and the hearts of the listeners, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. And if you believe it, go ahead and say amen. 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 Come on with your Bibles in your hands. Glory to God. You can repeat after me. This is my Bible. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I am, says I am. Oh, hold on. Let me get my Bible. I got my, my Bible. I am, I, am. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I will have what it says I will have. have have. I'm a part of Deliverance Simple, Simple where we we, uh, love, excuse me, by living our vision every day. day. We We connect with our Creator continually, we confess our deliverance consistently. We commit, we commit to serve creatively. We communicate Christ's love compassionately. Christ's love compassionately. Good, good, father. good, good father. Feed me this word. All right, come on, put your hands together this morning. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. So, uh, before I, I, I tell you what the title of the sermon is, I'll just let you know that it, it was inspired by where I was. I was uh, the the conference was called Kingdom Activation. And it was talking about moving so much from church and moving into kingdom, getting beyond just the routine of church and and actually activating the kingdom of God in us. And so it was beautiful. But that word activation stuck with me so much so that I started looking at the dictionary because you know I'm a dictionary person. Even though I've heard a word, I like to look at it to see what else it means and it was from that that the Lord began to frame something for us today and so today's title is simply this activate. Activate. Somebody say that again. Activate. Activate. One more time. Activate. Activate. Now I grew up in the 70s and 80s. Was born in 76. So by the time the 80s rolled around there was something called the Jerry Curl. curl. That was out. Now, some of y'all, y'all switched from the 70s Afro to the Jerry Curl. But the thing about the Jerry Curl, you had to have Jerry Curl activated. Because if you didn't activate them curls, it'd go back to the Afro real quick. And so it needed to be activated. But likewise, as it relates to the things of God, we need to be activated and the root word of activate is the word active and the worst thing we can be as Christians is bumps on the log that don't do anything and just twiddle their thumbs to heaven no I want to be active and I want to activate and if I'm going to be jumping around talking about bless me bless me bless me God indeed well I don't need to be blessed if I'm not going to be doing anything so God activates me. If I'm going to say the presence of the Lord is here, I can feel it in the atmosphere. But but what am I feeling it for if I'm not going to do anything with it? I need to be activated. Before I move on, when I was uh, young, there was a cartoon called The Wonder Twins. And the Wonder Twins were just regular people, but they were superheroes. And then they would say to each other, Wonder Twins, activate and when they would say activate, something would happen to their powers and it would shift and then they would become superhuman. But I understand I'm just a natural man, but God, if you activate me, God, if you put your super on my natural God, if you touch me in a mighty way, I can do what I wouldn't be able to do and it be it's because you have activated me. Let's let's look at a definition and there is no real definition of activate. The definition of activate is to be active or the process of being active. So we've got to look at the word active and the word active means this. It means to operate, to switch on, to turn on, to start up, to set going, to get going, to trigger, to set in motion, to actuate, to initiate, to energize, active is not a lazy word. It's a word that's got a lot going on. I, I like. There's a lot of things in there I like, but I like that turn on. You, you ever? This is for 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 y'all y'all single women. You you ever smelled a man that just turned you on? You walking in the halls of the mall. And a scent is left. I don't know where the man is, but something about that aroma just activated something inside of me. And if you ain't been in church in a while, it'll activate the wrong thing. You may have to go somewhere and pray. But but every now and then, you need something that'll just turn you on, that'll switch you on, that'll energize you. And I'm so grateful for the presence of God that'll turn me on. The presence of God that'll get me going. The presence of God that'll trigger me. The presence of God that will activate me. Activate that which is on the inside of me. Let's, let's give some synonyms with this. Active synonyms. Uh, working. Functional. In action. In operation. In force. Live. Effective. Effectual. Powerful. Potent. I like this one. non Passive. Up and running. Oh my goodness. I I'm irritated by passive Christians. Christians that are too passive. That there is a room and a space for passivity, but there is a space to get going. And the problem is a lot of Christians, they are getting going at the wrong time, and they're passive at the wrong time. When God wants them to be still, they get to going. And when God wants them to get to going, they get passive. But God, activate me, God. In these last months of the year, activate me. I don't want to be the same. I I don't want to act the same. I want you to turn on that thing that's inside of me. I want you to jumpstart me. We're, We're getting ready to shift from the summer to the fall and then from the fall to the winter and if you haven't messed with your battery too long or if your car has sat too long, you'll get out and get ready to start your car and it won't do anything. It'll be eh, uh, eh, uh, uh, it won't move and you realize I need a jump start. In other words, I need to connect with something else. That could fire me off. And I'm trying to let you know I'm the person that's trying to jumpstart you this morning. I, I'm tired of your weak turnover. I'm trying to activate the alternator and the battery inside of you. I'm trying to jumpstart you because we got a work we need to do. Activate you so you so up the church on time. Activate you so you'll read your word. Activate you so you'll pray. Activate you so you'll stop cussing folk out. Activate you so you stop doing stupid stuff. Activate you so you can get out of the wrong bed that you don't belong in. Activate you by what's on the inside of you. Alright, let's, let's, let's digress just a little bit. Let, Let me give you three things we need to activate. There's so many things that I could talk about, but I'm learning I can't talk about it all at one time, especially because the coach is coming on at one. I don't want y'all to be mad at me, so I, I'm only going to choose three. But there's a lot of things that, that we need to activate, but I'm only going to lift out three. And normally I don't do this, but in the process of time, because uh, I'm just going to let y'all do some of your own studying. I'm, I'm taking a lot of verses out of their context and I won't be giving the full context. I may try to do it off of memory, but I didn't put it in there. And sometimes it's hard for me because I look at a verse and say, I want to start at verse 7. Then I'll be like, but 6 is good and 5 is good. Well, let me go ahead and get 1 through 7. Then I'll be like, 8, 9, 10 is good. So I, I can't do y'all like that this morning. So I'm not going to give you a whole bunch of the, the extra scriptures. I'm just going to drop us in some scriptures. But it's going to help us understand some of the things that we need to activate. These three things. So let's start off with number one. Number one is activate the mind. And somebody may say, Pastor, I think you're wrong on that because my mind is already active. My mind is overactive. My mind is too active. I'm actually trying to slow my mind down. The reason why I have insomnia at night because I can't get my mind to shut off. And so somebody else may need to activate their mind, but I don't need to activate my mind. My mind is doing too much. My, my mind, like the rap song said, my mind's been playing tricks on me. I, I need my mind to shut up. Well, I'm going to prove to you that we all need to activate the mind. But it's not the mind that you think, because I'm like you. My, I wish my mind was shut off. I love my wife, but I get jealous of her sometimes, because she'll go the home, get into bed, and the moment her head hit the pillow, she's snoring. I'm like, how can you do that? I get into bed, I'm looking at the ceiling, my mind, and thought about something I did when I was seven years old. I'm like, just shut up so I can go to sleep. So I understand by having an active mind, but when I say activate the mind, I'm not talking about your natural mind. Let, let's, let's look at 1 Corinthians 2, and I, I'm going to have them Flash these up here so that you'll know where to go later on. Go back to that real quick just, just so you'll know where we are because I'm not going to give you a whole lot. So maybe you'll have time to read First Corinthians 2 on your own. So we're going to drop in verse
1: 16. Read verse 16. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ.
0: We have what?
1: The mind of Christ. We have,
0: not not we had or we will have, but we are in possession right now, we have the mind of Christ. We have a natural mind, but we also have the mind of Christ. So what we need to activate is not our natural mind, our natural mind is already too active. We already got too much junk in our mind, but what we need to activate is the mind of Christ because many times the mind of Christ is there, but it is lying dormant because we haven't activated, but just because you haven't activated doesn't mean it's not there. It's there. It's just not active. So we have the mind of Christ and in this scripture it, it, uh, this first Corinthians two, it makes a statement that we love to talk about. It says, I have not seen nor ear have heard neither entered into the heart of man, all the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But then the next verse says, but it is revealed by the spirit. And then it begins to go on and talk about how the depths of the Spirit begin to let us know the things of God and how we connect with the things of God is because we have in our possession right now the mind of Christ. Let's, let's go to Philippians 2. Wish I can touch on all of 1 Corinthians 2. But we're just going to go to Philippians 2.
1: Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. There's so much
0: more in the rest of that passage. But let me just start right there. It says, let this mind. So it means allow. It means the mind is there. You have access to it. But you have to allow it to do what it needs to do. In other words, you have to activate it. But it's there. So, I have the mind of Christ. Now, I may have a mind to tell you off, but if I switch over to the mind of Christ, I may not tell you off because some people say, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. You don't have enough of your mind to go around to give everybody a piece of your mind. So instead of giving you a piece of my mind, I'm going to have to have the mind of Christ step in. And when the mind of Christ step in, I realize that in order to give you a piece of my mind, I've got to turn around to talk to you. But if I got to turn around to talk to you, you're already behind me. So instead of me wasting time to give you a piece of my mind, I'm going to hold on to the mind of Christ and keep on moving and do what God has called me to do. Because when you are blessed, you ain't got time to talk to haters. You ain't got time to deal with a bunch of junk. My, I don't need that in my mind. I have the mind of Christ and I'm going to allow the mind of Christ to do what it's supposed to do in my life because the stuff that I'm working on, I don't have time for the minuscule things. I don't have time to keep making a mountain out of a molehill. I, I can't find my Mac makeup and now I'm mad all week long. I ain't got time to worry about that. Yeah, I got a pimple on my forehead, but this ain't the first time folk done seen a pimple. I'm about to wipe the sweat off my face. I don't have no makeup to cover it up, but I'm going to work anyhow because I don't go to work for people to compliment me. I go to work for them to pay me. So I got a pimple on my head, but as long as they pay me, it don't make a difference about the pimple on my head. Stop letting little stuff throw your whole week off. Pull yourself together. You have the mind of Christ. Yeah, I got a pimple on my forehead, but I'm still good looking. Yeah, I got a pimple on my forehead, but the last time I checked, I ate where I wanted to eat, and I slept where I wanted to sleep, and my bills are paid. I'm not going to sweat the small stuff because I have the mind of Christ. Now, I'm using a very small example, but sometimes the stuff that comes to our mind are much deeper and much harsher than that. Some of the things that bombard our mind are so real and so tough. Just, just um, uh, believe it, it was Saturday morning, I was praying for someone at the altar in the conference and the lady came up to me and I asked her what it was that she needed and she said, I, I'm tired of making excuses. She said, I, I, I want no more excuses. I want to do the will of God. So pray with me so I don't make any more excuses and I start doing what God wants me to do. And as I got ready to pray, for her. The Lord told me that the things that she's making excuses about were actually real things. In other words, she wasn't just making up stuff. It was actually things that should have or could have sidelined her. But she was trying to make up in her mind that I don't want to let those things cause me to sit on the sideline. I got to go and do what God wants me to do. But God told me to tell her, yes, those are some real things. We're not going to try to minimize what you've been through. What you've been through was hard. What you've been through is rough. But what you're doing, you're not allowing it to hold you hostage any longer. Because yes, I was molested, but I have the mind of Christ. Yes, I was divorced, but I have the mind of Christ. Yes, I thought about committing suicide, but I have the mind of Christ. Yes, I was broke. But I have the mind. I'm focusing on what I do have and I'm not going to focus on the things around me because the things around me haven't done me any good focusing on them. So I'm going to focus on I have the mind of Christ. If, Sister Kelly, if I told you at the end of September I got $10 million for you, but you got to get through September. I don't care what happens in September. You can't wait to keep waking up to get to the end of September. I don't care if somebody wrecked your new car. You're not going to like it. You're not going to appreciate it. But in your back of your mind is I'm going to get 10 million dollars at the end of September. So all I got to do is keep waking up. But let me tell you something. I got something better. You get heaven at the end of this life. So all you got to do is keep waking up, keep moving forward and know I have the mind of Christ and I just need something to activate this mind. Alright, let's 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 go on to point number two. I, I, I could stay there but I'm just giving you a little bit of nuggets. Number two, activate our insides. So, number one, we activate our mind. Number two, we activate our insides. And somebody say, Pastor, you ain't got to worry about that. Every time I eat Taco Bell, it activates my insides. An <laughs> hour after I eat Taco Bell or White Castle, you ain't got to worry about it. my insides is activated. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a different kind of activate. We're talking about not about natural things, but supernatural things. So, let's go to 2 Timothy. We were in 1 Timothy last uh, week. We're in 2 Timothy this week. And let me let you know the difference between 2 Timothy and 1 Timothy that's quite vital when you understand that Paul was mentoring Timothy. And so, Paul had set Timothy up to be the pastor in Ephesus. And so, when he's writing in 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy, he's encouraging Timothy so that he could do the work in Ephesus. And he was writing from a jail cell. The difference between 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy is by the time 2 Timothy rolls around he has an execution date. In 1 Timothy he was just locked up. but By the time 2 Timothy comes around he knows when he's going to get his head chopped off or he knows it's coming soon. So when you look at the difference between 1 Timothy and 2 Timothy Paul writes with a different level of urgency in 2 Timothy than he writes in 1 Timothy. Let's Let's drop us down in 2 Timothy
1: 1 5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also.
0: What's so interesting about Timothy? Timothy's father was a Gentile. But Paul was speaking to his pedigree, and and some of the reason that Timothy felt a little rough about himself. Is because of his father. Now, what we don't know, we can't tell by the scriptures. It doesn't seem like his father was actually in his life. He was raised by his mother and his grandmother. And there's a lot of people that had to deal with absentee fathers. But what Paul was saying, he said, I know something about your mama and your grandma. And they had something on them. And I believe what was on them done got in you, Timothy. And I'm trying to let some of y'all know you got some people in your family line, in your heritage, that prayed for you somewhere, somehow. And that prayer is resting on the inside of you. All right. And so let's go to uh, verse 6, King James Version.
1: Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. He says, "I,
0: I know you got something in you, Timothy, but I'm imploring you to stir it up. And I know it's in there because I actually laid my hands on you and I further deposited what your mama and your grandma put in you. I further deposited something on top of it. So now I'm asking you to stir it up. Now, in 1 Timothy, Paul says to Timothy, don't neglect the gift. But there's a different level of urgency. He said, no, I'm not going to tell you not to neglect it. I'm telling you, stir it up. In other words, I'm telling you, go ahead and activate it. Now, this may not, may, may not help you from the scripture, so let me just go to a regular, regular story that will that, help you. Uh, one, one time some years ago when I was still living with my mama, I, I got real thirsty. And so I got me some Kool-Aid and made a pitcher of Kool-Aid. And boy, that red Kool-Aid looked good. Boy, that Kool-Aid looked good. I poured me a big drink of it and it was horrible. Because I hadn't stirred it up good enough. There was sugar in there, but it wasn't stirred. And since it wasn't stirred, even though it looked good, it didn't taste good. Because what was on the inside had not been activated properly. I'm trying to let you know you look good, but the reason why people don't want to be around you is because you haven't activated what's down on the inside of you. And I'm trying to tell you the sense of time is urgent. There, There is stuff going on in the land that is crazy, and you don't have time to play around with what your mama and your grandmama and your granddaddy and the Sunday school teacher put down inside of you. It's time to stir it up. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. I got too much word in me to die now. I I got too much prayer in me to quit now. I got to stir it up. I got to activate it. There's something in me that needs to be released. can't sit around like a bump on the log waiting for pastor to do it. Waiting for a lady to do it. You know, so-and-so real sick. I can't wait for pastor to pray for her. Why don't you pray for her? You've been reading the Bible, you've been saved 35 years and you done, you not got up and said, first giving honor to God who is the head of my life. If he's the head of your life, why can't you pray and do anything? Stop just sucking up air and sitting and wasting time. Activate what's on the inside cause the world needs us. The world don't just need me. The world needs us. The world needs you. And me, and when we work together, stuff gets activated. Like the wonder trend, stuff gets activated when we work together. But some of y'all know in your real work, it's hard dragging dead weight. You ever been bothered by the shift in front of you and the shift behind you because it seemed like your shift is the only one doing all the work? Just heavy, like I'm tired of caring for, but in the spiritual world, there's some folk that, listen, we're tired of carrying you. You too heavy. You need to activate and get to moving on your own. I'm tired of the fact that every time you got a hangnail, you got, you ready to commit suicide over a hangnail. I need you to pull yourself together. I, I got real stuff to deal with, and you're bringing me down. Activate. All this word you done heard and all this stuff in, inside of you. Now one thing, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but you get the word in this place. You got too much word in you to be just pushed over, over every little thing. Activate. Activate, Activate what's inside. Let's let's go. We're going to do those same two verses, but we're going to switch it to the New Living Translation. We're going to read verse 5 and uh, 6 again. So let's Go to five in the New Living Translation.
1: I remember your genuine faith, for you shared the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. It continues
0: strong in you. I I know it's in there. And some of y'all, I know some stuff is in you. Let me give you just a story about about my my life. I was, uh, at one point, I was trying, I got really interested in the Mitchell name. Because my father's uh, father, who was a Mitchell, he uh, died when he was two. So so my dad was raised by his stepdad. Didn't really know much about the Mitchell. So I was talking to a guy on my job, and he said he was very big into family trees and history and DNA and all that stuff. And he's like, I can take you to the state house, and you can go and look up records. And I was like, well, sure, that will be cool. And so we did that, and he showed me how to do it. But what was very interesting, I couldn't find nothing on Mitchell. Nothing. So I decided to look on the other side, which was my my dad's mother's side, which is Beulah. I started looking on that, and I started finding all kinds of things. Ended up finding that there was a man in Tennessee who used to travel on a horse and preach in the hills of Tennessee. And I wonder maybe the reason why my dad became a preacher and I became a preacher is because we had an ancestor back in the day that was preaching and that's just what I found I don't know how far it goes back and what I need you to understand the reason why the devil is trying to stop you because he already remember your ancestor he already remember what's put inside of you you got more greatness in you than you know don't you don't don't you dope yourself so much that you forget who you are I Activate what's on the inside. You got heritage. You got history. You 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 come. You shouldn't be here. You should have been dead. Yeah, they they should have killed your mama. Could should have killed your daddy. You should have been aborted. But somehow you come through the vaginal exit and you show up and you breathe this air. Don't you quit now? Don't you be lazy now? Be everything God has called you to be. When I was growing up, they said that that people that looked like me was either dead or in jail by 19 or 21. And here I am at 46 holding a mic preaching the word of God. I don't care what you say. I know what's down on the inside of me. And I ain't done yet. I know it's not good grammar. But I ain't done yet. I'm stirring up some more. I'm getting excited some more. I'm fighting some more. I'm pushing some more. I'm giving more praise because I'm working on what's inside of me and I'm ready for it to be activated. And in order to do that, you do have to have the mind of Christ, pull yourself together. Quite interesting, this conference that I I was at over the weekend, I, I was there the year before. And the year before, my father was in the hospital and the last time I actually heard his voice was in the same place that I was just a few days ago. So when I was driving from my hotel to the church, it reminded me of the conversation I had with my father on the way to the same church just a year prior. Now, that should have triggered me. That should have traumatized me and that's what the devil was trying to do but I got to that church and praised the Lord. I got to that church and gave God praise. What, what's wrong with you, Pastor? Why? why you, 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 it's okay for you to grieve. Yes, it's okay for, to grieve, but what I'm understanding that there's something inside of me that said it was time to praise. It's not time to cry now. There's times to cry. There's time to grieve, but what the devil was trying to do, he was trying to rush everything back to me and try to stop me. Devil, not today, not now. I'm activating what's inside of me. Get out of my face. Get out of my Mind, yes, that's the last time I talked to him, but guess what? He's still talking to me from where he is. He left me a legacy, he left me anointing. And you think he's gonna push me over and buffalo me? Devil, I got something to tell you. I'm about to preach like 40 going west. I'm about to do the will of God. I'm gonna activate what's inside. What's so what's so powerful about our memory can also be so trapping about our memory. Our memory can put us in the same place that we were 10, 15, 20 years ago. And the next thing you know, you have so many rush of emotions. And there are times where it's okay to allow those emotions to be. You are not a robot. You are human. But there are times though our emotions are inappropriate because emotions are motions, They're trying to move you. And if it's trying to move me off of where I need to be, I got to stand flat-footed and say, no, not now. I'm not doing it now. There's times on your job as a woman you want to cry your eyes out because folk doing you dirty, but you ain't got time to cry. You look them in the face and you tell them what God says. Don't you back up. Then you go in the bathroom and cry your eyes out and you come back out looking strong. You got to know how to be strong when you need to be strong activate what's on the inside. Now that that, that leads me to uh, six in the New Living Translation.
1: This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. My goodness. He said this version says fan it into flames.
0: The King James says stir up the gift but the New Living Translation says fan up The flame. If you know about a flame and how a fire works, a wind can take a fire and make it go. That's why California every year has so much trouble with fires because it's the winds that makes that fire rage. But I got a fire on the inside of me and I don't have time to wait. The devil is doing too much. Folk are dying in the streets. I got a fan in the flame, the gift of God. I've been had too much hands laid on me. I done fasted too much long. I done gave too much. I done preached too hard. I'm not going to roll over and die, devil. I'm going to fan up the flames inside of me. I'm about to get hot. I'm about to get on fire. I'm about to get real hot and do what God wants me to do. Yeah. When, when when I'm playing with my daughter, when I'm, we're playing hide and seek, you do a little thing where after you've been looking for a while, she say, Daddy, am I close? And I say, you're cold. She taken another Oh, you're real cold. Take another step. you icy cold. So that means she got to go in a different direction. But once I say you're warm, you're hot. And when she gets real close to it, I said, you on fire, baby. You on fire. Well, your blessing is close. But you buy the cold stuff. You buy the icy stuff. I need you to turn around and go in the next direction. But, baby, something's getting warm. Something's getting hot. I feel fire down on the inside. This is the brokest I'll ever be. My life is turning around. I'm not going to be lonely to ever because I feel a fire down on the inside. I feel something happening on the inside. Something is activating inside of me. So we got to activate the mind, the mind of Christ. We got to activate the insides. What is inside us? And here's, here's a clue. What, what I like about the verse, we can go back to the King James and the New Living Translation. Here is the clue of what the devil is trying
1: to do. Here's the clue. Let's look at 2 Timothy 1.7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Timothy
0: The real thing that's going on is fear is trying to grip you to stop you from activating what's inside of you. But God has given you a gift, but it's not the spirit of fear, but it's power, it's love, and it's a sound mind. I know mental health is real, but I got a sound mind. I may have to take medicine, I may have to go to a therapist, but at the end of the day... I got a sound mind. God has given me a sound mind. I got power. I got love. And fear, you do not belong here. Somebody say, fear, you don't belong. Say it again. Fear, you don't belong. You don't have to say this, but I'll say it. Fear, you've overstayed your welcome. Let's put it up in the New Living Translation.
1: For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. self-discipline.
0: God has given us what we need and timidity. Now, 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 a lot of people see me in my anointing and don't know one of the things I struggle with is being timid because in my life growing up, I was always a little bit awkward. Kelly would tell you I was off, but I, I, since I got the mic, I, I'll say awkward. I'll make it sound a little bit better. But because of that, I'm a little timid, but it, it, what I mean by that is, yes, I have a book out, but I don't always want to go up and be like, hey, I'm an author. But guess what? I, I need to learn how to start uh, uh, promoting my own self yeah. and telling folk. And, and, and it's hard because I'm I i, I I'm humble, but I'm a preaching Negro. And I'm a preaching fellow. So I, it's, it's time I tell somebody. And let somebody know. I got something on the inside of me. I, I'm i not something to play with. I'm not something to just mess over. I am. Stop being so timid, Andre. Step out. What's God called you? And it's vitally important because. Y'all are connected to me. And if I'm timid, I'm allowing the uh, things to happen to y'all. No, I got to let that go. We got some stuff we got to do. We got some things that need to happen. We got some work that needs to be done. I got I, I to move on. But let, let me just throw, throw this in. I was invited on a particular board in our city. And I, I got there. And I'm like, God, why am I here? I, I was invited. But the stuff that they was talking about was really over my head. It's not so much over my head because I'm intellectual, but it was stuff that I didn't really care about so much. So, but God had me there for a reason. I'm looking at budgets and I'm looking at numbers and I'm hearing them talk about stuff and there's everybody there. There's the president of the hospital there, the mayor's there. They they got the ball state vice president's there. I mean, just everybody's there and here's little old me sitting there in the mix of it. And I'm looking, I'm wondering, God, the Bible says that God's, your, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. But I'm still wondering, uh, why, why am I here? And I began to look, and, and, and it was almost like, the, the, now the, the, the Lord didn't say this, but it's almost like I felt it. Dummy, have, <laughs> open your eyes. In, in, in the board packet, they would show us all the projects that they were working on. All the things they wanted to happen in Muncie and and the jobs that are supposed to come and this, that, and the other, and they would have it listed out, and I'd be able to look at it, and they were like, well, we have no traction on this. We have no traction on that. This was, uh, the door was open here. Now it looks like the door is closed here. They got this big building they're trying to get rid of. They want a factory to come in, but a lot of stuff is not moving. And God was like, dummy, of course, he didn't say it that way, but it's like, dummy, why don't you take that stuff and pray over it? Why, why, why don't you, since you find out what's going on in the city, I put you here because you are somebody important, and I want you to pray over this stuff. So I got to taking it and praying over it and believing God for it, and the next meeting that came, they said, there's been a change. This one thing that we thought the door was closed, now the door is opening, and they want to come, and they want to bring 300 jobs, and they want to buy this building. And I'm like, oh, God, you got me here for a reason because I have a connection that, that's, going, that's going to lead me to, to my next point. Because I have a connection in the atmosphere. Yeah. Let's let's go to point number three. Activate atmospheres. Activate atmospheres. We're, we're, we're going to dig into a little bit. I, to, to help you, let me give you this, this story. There was a, a young man who worked for a big church. And he was the runner guy. He was the guy to do a lot of things. And so there was a major female speaker who was supposed to be speaking that evening. And it was his job to pick her up from the airport, take her to the hotel, make sure everything was okay, and then bring her to church that evening so that she could do her assignment. And he asked her, is there anything that you need? And she said, I want to go to the mall Around such and such time. And he was thinking to himself, this is a horrible time to go and do that because traffic. It's so bad and I don't know if I can get you to the mall and back to the hotel and back to the church in the right time. So he got ready to say something to her, but he felt something in him saying, just shut up and do what you're supposed to do. And he's like, well, my, my pastor's going to get on me because I'm going to have her here late because there's no way she's going to get there and get back. So anyhow, he goes and he takes her and as he's traveling down the highway, there was hardly no traffic at all. There was nothing going on. He got her there and back in record time. And he was confused. And so he said something to the lady. He said, I didn't think we were going to be able to do it because normally the traffic is too heavy to make this happen. And he, and the woman said to him, I need you to understand that I don't shift the atmospheres. Atmospheres shift to me. <laughs> <Whew. clears throat> it, it wasn't that traffic just stopped. But she was so powerful that when she showed up, the atmosphere shifted to her instead of her having to shift to the atmosphere. Let me give you just a quick example. On our family and friends' day, it was supposed to be a 90% chance of rain. But there were some folk in here that was crazy enough to pray and say it will not rain. And it didn't rain the whole time we were there because we don't shift the atmospheres. Atmospheres shift to us. So you have to learn how to activate atmospheres. That's why you're on the job is because the atmosphere is messed up and you need to be there. Stop letting them bring you down and you start bringing it up. You make the atmosphere shift to what's on the inside of you. That's why you got to stir it up and activate it because the atmosphere around needs it. All right, let's. Let's go to Hebrews 11.
1: Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear.
0: Things which are seen are not made of things which do appear. And so atmosphere really is something you cannot see. But we are faith people, and this is the faith chapter. So we're not talking about stuff that we can physically see. We're talking about things that we can't see, but we affect stuff that we can't see because what's on the inside of us is not natural. It's supernatural. It's spiritual. Let's, Let's look at this same verse in the New Living Translation.
1: By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen.
0: What we see
1: didn't come from anything
0: that can be seen. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, neither one because what we see was triggered by something we can't see. There, there is a whole spiritual universe that governs everything we see. And because we're natural human people, sometimes we forget and we're dealing with stuff that we shouldn't deal with because there is something outside that we can pull on and reverse the whole thing. You ain't got to be sad all day. Now, some things will make you sad momentarily, but stop being sad all day long. No, no, no. Put a smile on your face. Find a reason to smile. Make a joke. Make a laugh. You can alter a whole by pulling from what's on the inside. The Bible says we do with joy draw water from the well of salvation uh, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So you got to learn how to tap in on what's inside to activate the atmosphere that surrounds you. Let's Let's see how God did it. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1. New Living Translation 1 through 3. Read all three of them.
1: In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. All right. The earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters and the spirit of God was hovering over the surface. of We can the waters. just simplify that and say it was chaos. We know
0: why it was chaos because it was Satan was cast down. We know why it was chaotic. But look what happened in
1: verse three. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. The, the scripture doesn't say then he said, man, it sure is dark out
0: here. <laughs> man, the deep is just raging. Boy, boy, I I, I created the earth and it's just horrible. It's bad. That ain't what it says. He commanded the light yes, to come out of the darkness. In other words, the light was always there. It's just that the atmosphere of darkness was covering it up. So the spirit hovered over the waters. So that's why we need the spirit of God to fall on us. Yeah. And once the spirit of God begins to hover over us, we begin to understand, no, yeah, yeah I'm broke, but there's some wealth behind this brokenness. Yeah. So I'm going to speak to the wealth to come and invade this brokenness. And the reason why I'm smiling though I'm broke is I know I won't be broke forever because I'm about to activate the atmosphere of wealth and I'm about to call things that be not as though they were. I'm sick right now, but there's healing somewhere. So I'm about to call health to come out of sickness i 'm about to activate atmosphere now, now what 's interesting is we are we are one person, and since we are one person, we don't have autonomous power over everything i didn 't pray for some stuff, and it did not happen i didn't call some stuff to happen, and it did not happen. but one thing I've noticed is when I got about two, three, four five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve of us, and we are all in agreement, all together. When we begin to speak, atmospheres change. That's the power of the body of Christ. When we get in one place on one accord, we can make some stuff happen. Um my my brother just last night released something to us to our family. Uh, text, a business thing that he's working on that uh, we believe could bring generational wealth. And so he's going to be standing in front of a company to be pitching something. And so before he goes to pitch, he's asking the family to get together and activate the atmosphere. Because it's not just for the company to say yes or no. It's for us to go behind the scenes and bombard heaven and command things to happen and command things to move. And so we pray and we get together. And there may be some stuff in your family that all you need to do is call a prayer meeting. I ain't talking about a deliverance temple prayer meeting. I'm talking about at your home or in your car or on the job. We about to pray about this thing. We about to shift this atmosphere. Can't you see him moving on the house? You know we we saying that for a reason, cause the presence of the Lord. All right, let's let us let, let's, let's jump into another quick, quick verse. Second Kings six. Here, here's a good example of this. Let's look at verse fourteen.
1: So one night the king of Aram sent a great army with many chariots and horses. To surround the city.
0: Remember, I would like to give you the full context, but I won't. I'll just tell you that this is Gehazi, who was Elisha's servant. He wakes up one morning and he sees that the whole mountain is surrounded by an army. One man sees an entire army. Let's look at verse
1: 15. When the servant of the man of God got up early the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha. And then
0: say the young man whispered. He yelled out, what is we going to do? You ever seen something that just hits you so rough that you want to yell out, what is we going to do? But the beautiful thing about this servant, he had a man of God. And so he went to the man of God. And he was like, man, what are we going to do? This look bad. Look rough. Oh, monkey pox. What are we going to do? But you got a man of God. You have a man of God who hears from God and who can help you activate. So let, let's look at verse 16. What, what did the man of God say? Don't be afraid. Fear not. I'm trying to tell y'all: Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be worried. Don't don't tuck and run. Don't quit now. Don't don't get wishy washy on me now. Get some courage. Get get yourself together. I'm trying to press faith in you. Don't you be afraid now. Now I, I know it's hard. Because I've been in some hard stuff myself. The, The beautiful thing about having a man of God is he is a man. Or a woman of God, she is a woman. And they've been through some real things. And I've been through some hard things, but guess what? I'm still here. So when I tell you don't be afraid, I'm not talking about something I don't know. I'm talking about what I live. Now I'm telling you, you can look the devil in his ugly, stinky breath face and say, I'm not scared of you. I'm not backing up. I'm not turning around. I'm not letting it loose. I still believe God. I lost a loved one, but I still believe God. I I lost my job, but I still believe God. I got back aches and neck aches and eye aches, but I still believe God. I'm not scared. I got divorced, but I still believe God. I don't have no man. I don't have no woman, but I still believe God. I don't have a degree. I don't have this and that and the other. I got oxygen take at home, but I still believe God. I can't dress like pastor, but I believe God. I may not have a car like you, but I believe God. I may not be able to eat what you eat, but I still believe god i'm not scared i 'm not worried. God is on my side. So
1: what did elisha say Don't be afraid, elisha told him, for there are more on our side than on theirs
0: oh i I love you, elisha. But your eyes are messed up. Cause it's one, two of me and thousands of them. And the way the scripture writes it is as if that Elisha lived on a mountaintop so they could see out in the valley and they are surrounded by people, by a force, by an army. And Elisha has the nerve to say, Oh, there's more with us than there is with them. Let's look at verse 17.
1: Then Elisha prayed, Oh Lord, open his eyes and let him see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes. And when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire. Ah, oh. see, here, here's the
0: thing. He could only see in the natural atmosphere, but there was a spiritual atmosphere that the natural atmosphere is hanging on. And in the spiritual atmosphere, they were surrounded by uh, by chariots of fire. I don't care what kind of horses the army had; it wasn't bad as these chariots of fire. So, 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 Elisha said, "God just opened his eyes." And I, I'm just trying to tell you to open your eyes. There is more with you than there is against you. Some of y'all be in y'all house and y'all be nervous. I heard a noise. Y'all, boy, you want to call somebody? You go run down. Make sure the ADT is on. Make sure the ring is on. So you scared and nervous, but what you don't know the noise that you heard is angels just walking around your house and camp around about you. The angel just accidentally bumped into something. You, what you don't know is you are protected. You are covered. God is got you. God, God got His hand on you. God. God ain't going to let you fail. Every time the airplane goes up and you're on the plane, it's got to land because you got on the plane. Because the atmosphere around you is circled by angels and and God is on your side. And if God be for me, who can be against me? (laughs) I don't care what you do, Biden. God is on my side. I don't care what you do, Republicans. God is on my side. I don't care what you do, boss. God is on my side. But when you activate the atmosphere, that's when you begin to see it. How do you activate the atmosphere? You worship. See, the problem is we like to wait the church to worship. But really, you're supposed to worship anywhere and everywhere. And you know what? I know somebody who wrote a book about worship that might help you learn how to worship anywhere and Everywhere, because worship is a lifestyle, and when you have a lifestyle of worship, it activates atmospheres. Things begin to happen. Things begin to move, and y'all, y'all, y'all going to see now. now, in order to temper this, because if we only saw the blessing side, we would be some arrogant people. So God allows us to be buffered by challenges so that when we walk into the blessing, we have humility. But guess what? We haven't been through enough challenges. It's time to step over into some blessings, Hallelujah. some head-swimming blessings. Some I, I, I keep hearing God say that I, I be going to sleep. You know, I'm, I'm trying to to get some rest, and because of my schedule, sometimes I only get like four hours at a time, five hours at a time. Got to go back later. And in, in the last two three weeks, I just been hearing this: I'm about to blow your socks off. I'm about, and I, that's just what I heard. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to say it in my words. This is what I'm hearing. I'm about to blow your socks off. I'm a, and, you know, I have a good relationship with God. I, one day I was tired. I was like, well, just do it right now. I want to go to sleep, God. You know, just. <laughs> But I keep hearing I'm about to blow your side. I don't know what that means, but I'm getting ready for some head-swimming blessings. I'm getting ready for some stuff that's just going to make me be so quiet I can't even speak. Like, just got to shake my head like, God, I can't believe you did it. Like, I knew you was going to do it, but I didn't know you was going to do it like that. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think, according to the power that works in us deliver simple we about to step into something and somebody say oh, you've been saying that forever pastor I know but I, I keep hearing this so I got to keep saying it and I'm trying to activate us cause some stuff it, it, one songwriter said it will always be like this God is perfecting that which concerns me sooner or later it's going to turn in my favor it may not be there yet but sooner or later and, and sooner, before, later, it's about to shift in my favor. We used to sing a song, Shifting the Atmosphere. So I'm praising God as if it's already there. I'm praising God as if it's already happened because I can just sense it. That's why they used to sing the song. I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. I mean, broke as they could be. Baby needed diapers. Baby needed Similac. But somehow they would say, I I just got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Well, they say we're headed for a recession, but I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. But you tied your muffler up with a rubber band, but I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. But but you're taking pills and and you're, you're on chemotherapy, but I got a feeling. Everything going to be all right. So I act like it's all right. I act like it's already all right. That's why you're not going to see me always crying. I may have a crying day, but I look happy. I look, I look, I smile. If you see me out, I'm going to be smiling because I got a feeling. All right, I got to get us out of here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the verses. No more verses. But I just want to do a little re, a little recap. Let's, let, let's recap this. Let's put it up here. So we're going to activate our mind, we're going to activate our insides, we're going to activate atmospheres, we activate our mind, what mind? We activate in the mind of Christ, we activate our insides at that which is deposited in us, and we're going to use both of those things to activate the atmosphere around us. But I have a problem with that, because I like acronyms, and the acronym spells M-I-A. I don't like that. Acronym, because put up the next slide. MIA in military terms is missing in action. I can't tell y'all to activate, and then we go missing in action. So we we, 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 we got to do something with that. I I I like it. I like what God gave me, but we got to do something with that. So let's 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 flip it around, and instead of going one two three, let's go three two one. Because when when the countdown comes, they say. Three, two, one, countdown. So if I activate the atmosphere based on what I've activated inside and because I've activated the mind of Christ, I actually have aim. aim. So put it up. Ready, aim, aim, fire. Woo! I got the devil in my sights. I got my scope on my eye. Ready, aim, fire. I'm getting aimed. I'm getting ready. And I'm about to fire off on the devil. I'm about to set this city on fire. My family will be saved. My mind will be regulated. My body will be here. Ready, aim, fire. Let's stand to our feet. Somebody say, activate in me, O oh Lord. Activate in me, O oh Lord. Ready. Aim. Fire. Let's bow our heads. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, first of all, we ask you to forgive us for every time we've been missing in action. The days of missing in action are over. God, you put some stuff in us and God, we have enough faith to activate what's on the inside of us. And God, we're looking for you. To blow our mind, to blow our socks off, to to do stuff that 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 just the world will know. My goodness, it was the hand of God. I thank you for the places that you put us. I thank you that you don't just keep us in church, but you've got us in strategic places. You got us in schools and city councils on boards. You got us in hospitals. You you got us in nursing homes. You got us in neighborhoods. God, you have strategically put us everywhere because you're getting ready to set us. And ready, aim, we're going to fire and the will of God will be accomplished in the life of your believers. Now, Father God, if there's anybody under the sound of my voice that doesn't know you like they should, I pray that they would say these words. Father God, I ask that you aim the blood of your son into my heart to save me, to wash me, to forgive me, and to regenerate me so that you can let me go as an arrow in your hand. And I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, praise the Lord. God bless you. God bless you. You are dismissed.